episode number 49 of the Healthier Life podcast. Hi everyone, I hope you've all been having an amazing summer. You may have noticed that I was taking a break from the podcast and from work generally over the past three weeks to spend time with the family and have a proper rest. Although I'm not sure that two weeks at Universal Studios and Disney World Florida constituted much of a rest. We were up early every day to make it into the parks by 8am and then rushing around trying to get on as many rides as we could before collapsing into the pool back at our hotel room in the afternoon. And then it was back out again in the evening when the temperatures were a bit cooler to finish off what we'd missed. According to my Garmin watch, we were clocking up over 20,000 steps a day. Anyway, it was all great and the kids particularly loved it. And you know what? It turns out our eight-year-old daughter is a bit of a daredevil. She went on Space Mountain and the Guardians of the Galaxy and lots of other rides without even batting an eyelid. Who knew? Anyway, it's good to be home too and to get back into the marathon training again. Just five weeks to go now until London 2022, so not long left on the training plan. There's still time to sponsor me if you'd like to donate to the work of Compassion, a Christian organisation that seeks to release children from poverty all around the world in Jesus's name. And you can do that by heading to the link bit.ly slash cscompassion. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash cscompassion. Please help me reach my target of £3,000. Thank you so much. You know what, it's also great to be back at my desk and communicating with you guys again. And I also have an amazing announcement to make. We will be starting the September round of our Fit and Flourishing group coaching program very soon. In fact, registration is open right now and you'll have access to the welcome module from September the 9th onwards. Module one opens up on September the 12th, so you'll definitely need to be registered by then if at all possible. It's only £97 for the whole six-week programme and that includes weekly modules and also a weekly live group coaching session over Zoom. So it really is an amazing bargain. We'll be covering topics such as why diets don't work, portion control, mindful eating, exercise and stress management. Here's what one participant from the last time we ran this course had to say. She said, I totally love this course. It has helped me to eat more healthily, manage my appetite better and plan my exercise regime. The food journal is really helpful. Catherine is a really supportive health coach and gives great ideas and tips. Excellent. And you can check out more about the program and find the link to sign up at katherineshelton.net forward slash fit and flourishing. That's katherineshelton.net forward slash fit and flourishing and I'll put that link in the show notes below. I can't wait to have you join us, it's going to be so much fun. Okay, so let's get on to today's show. This week I'm interviewing the lovely Kathy Davis. Kathy is a plant-based accountability and empowerment coach. She's the CEO of Veg Inspired and the author of three cookbooks, the 30-minute whole food plant-based cookbook, the super easy plant-based cookbook and the budget-friendly plant-based diet cookbook. 
Kathy empowers high-achieving professionals to elevate their energy by adopting healthy living habits so that they can step into their genius and crush their ambitions. Kathy herself has been eating and creating vegan meals for more than seven years, and over the past two years, she has shifted her daily habits to follow a whole food, plant-based lifestyle. And she experienced amazing results, renewed energy, a newfound sense of joy, and a healthier mind and body. Kathy's brand, Veg Inspired, is dedicated to providing high-achieving professionals and entrepreneurs with the resources to make similar transformations. Kathy is eager to guide others on their journey to step into their genius and to crush their dreams. Fun fact, Kathy and her husband John are living their plant-based dream while simultaneously traveling the United States in an RV with their cats. They've been to 26 states and 19 national parks so far and have a goal to visit all of the US national parks. I know you're going to love my conversation with Kathy, so stay tuned. But before we start, just a quick disclaimer as always. The information presented on this podcast is for educational and inspirational purposes only. Always consult your doctor before making any changes to your diet and lifestyle. Okay, with that said, let's dive into today's show. Hi, and welcome to the Healthier Life podcast where you can get great tips and strategies to empower you to live that healthier life you've always wanted. Do you want to feel vibrant and full of energy so that you can make the impact you desire in this world? I believe that when we are intentional about looking after our health, then we can find the energy, balance and joy that we need as Christian women to step into our God-given potential and make a real difference in this world. If you're here to learn about how a diet based more on whole foods, plant-based nutrition can bring a healthier life both to you and the planet, if you want to know how to manage your stress better, improve your sleep, exercise in a way that is fun and manageable, if you want to deepen your faith and build in more gratitude so that you can flourish once more in a life you love, then you are in the right place. I'm Catherine Shelton, let's get started. Kathy Davis, welcome to the Healthier Life podcast. Thanks, Catherine. I'm really excited to be here. It's great to have you on the show. So you are a plant-based accountability and empowerment coach. So can you tell our listeners just a little bit more about you and about where you're from? And then we can talk a little bit more about what it is that you do. Absolutely. So I am a former school teacher. I love helping people. I love teaching people, inspiring people, and really, you know, letting people see how their life can be changed. And I, I embraced plant-based eating reluctantly, I would say at the beginning. Um, and my husband had read two articles, contradictory articles in a health magazine and said, you know, we really ought to check out this plant-based thing. And I was like, I'm not going vegan. I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm not going vegan. And he was like, what if we just ate more plants? And so that was eight and a half years ago. And our motto really became eat more plants. That was the foundation of how this all started. And I, it took me about eight months of eating more plant-centered meals, trying different meals that were made with familiar foods. So if you're listening and you're like, I don't know if I could go fully plant-based or fully vegan, really start 
adding more plants, adding more familiar to you foods. Is that potatoes, brown rice, more vegetables, and even trying other new vegetables. And so along my journey, I, I did end up adopting a vegan lifestyle. So I would, I would I guess classify myself as an ethical vegan. So I don't eat animals. I don't use animal products. I really even stretch it into cleaning supplies and everything else. And that was about seven and a half, eight years ago. So it took me about six to eight months to really embrace it as my own lifestyle. And it was after realizing that it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I was afraid I would be giving up all these foods and it would feel restrictive like a diet. And what I found was I was eating more variety, more flavors, and I felt better. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and then I ended up down the vegan junk food path and yeah. really got into the processed foods. And there's nothing wrong with the vegan analogs when you eat them intentionally, when you're really looking at, you know, making the switch and you need a little vegan sour cream, or you need a little vegan yogurt. But when it became my day in and day out habits, I'm going to all these vegan restaurants, I'm sharing them on our YouTube channel and our Instagram, and really kind of trying to show people how easy vegan can be. It started to take a toll on my health. And I had stepped on the scale and I was at my highest weight ever. And that was about two and a half years ago. And I just, I just went back to my roots, back to those whole plant foods that where I knew we had gone plant-based for health wasn't necessarily about the animals in the beginning. And so I just pivoted back and I said, okay, my objective here is day in and day out habits of whole plant foods. What can I eat morning, lunch, dinner, that's whole plant foods that aligns with my goals. And in the beginning, it was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to be on a diet. My husband said something that was super profound. And I always like to share it because I had been a yo-yo dieter my whole life. So for me, it was like just another diet that I was trying to lose some weight and get back to where I was. And he said, what if it was not a diet? What if it became our lifestyle? It became who we are. We are whole food plant-based eaters. And that changed everything. And that mindset shift is really what I work with my clients on and really the where I got the most results. I mean, I am way more energized, way more inspired than I ever was. I can hike the trails at the national parks that we travel to. I, you know, enjoy, enjoy my dinners. I enjoy my meals. I'm, I'm happy. Everything's colorful and I've lost almost 50 pounds. So you can't really you know, people will say, well, that's what you can see. You can see the weight loss. And I'm like, yeah, but I can feel the energy. I can feel how good my body feels. And that's what I want to transfer to other people. I want them to be able to experience the, the productivity, the mind clarity, the energy that whole food plant-based or plant-based eating can, can lead to. Mm. That's great. I can see how passionate you are about this subject. Could you just um, explain, just in case there's anyone listening who's not totally sure what the difference is between plant-based eating and vegan and junk food vegan, what those terms mean? Could you just define them a little bit for us? Absolutely. So my definition, and you know, a lot of these definitions have been hijacked a little bit by marketing <laughs> because once a, once something becomes on trend, all the marketers want to jump on it. So my de definition of vegan is more about holistic life. You don't eat animal products. You don't wear animal products. You don't use animal products and you don't, um, you know, go to shows and, and 
with animals. So for me, veganism is more holistic about your whole life, whereas plant-based is more about the food. So people who, who go vegan make an ethical decision. And oftentimes they aren't as concerned with the health side of things, maybe in the beginning, but as you start to learn and you start to see how easy this way of eating can be, your eyes open up over your eyes open up to other op- options and other opportunities. So vegan to me is no eating animal products. Plant-based is more, it doesn't, you don't have to be vegan to be plant-based. You could still wear leather if you wanted to. It's more about what you eat. And with plant-based eating, there's less processed foods. It's more the whole plant food um, in plant-based, you may still eat honey. You may still eat some oil. And then how I, how I eat whole food plant-based is really about the whole food. So eating the whole olive, the whole avocado as intact as possible versus the processed oils. It's about the whole grain pastas and whole grains, farro, some of the ancient grains versus refined white flour. It's about, you know, maple syrups, dates as sweeteners versus refined sugar. So it's really taking it, I guess, to the next level of sticking closer to whole plant foods. Now I always caveat this. You don't have to be exclusively one, right? I would identify as an ethical vegan who eats whole plant foods most of the time. That's not to say that I wouldn't eat a piece of vegan cheese on a sandwich in a pinch or that I don't every now and then buy a veggie burger because it's convenient and they taste good. I'm really try to be more intentional and create those daily habits around the whole plant foods that I eat. Great. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's really interesting what you were saying, how, you know, you can get these people who are um, vegan or plant-based, but they're eating, like you say, a junk food vegan diet, and then just not seeing the kind of results that you were talking about, maybe the weights coming on and, you know, they're not feeling as energized as they thought they might. And, and I think a lot of people kind of give up at that stage, don't they? Because they think, oh, well, I've tried it and it's not working for me. But as you're saying, there's kind of an, an extra level, isn't there? The, the kind of more whole foods kind of, um, diet in the sense of you know what you're eating and it's there isn't it that you're you're saying that that's where you find all the kind of benefits and you know from the health point of view is that right absolutely and for somebody who's eaten on all ends of this plant-centered spectrum I can say that I feel my best eating as close to whole food as possible Mm -hmm. great it's just so energizing and the foods are so colorful (laughs) absolutely So if someone was interested in sort of starting to add more plant foods into their diet, kind of where would you suggest that they started? So I always tell people, start with the path of least resistance. If you put creamer in your coffee, try a couple of non-dairy creamers. If you are eating super processed granola bars, try a trail mix where you can actually see the ingredients or a trail mix bar. And people will say, well, that doesn't feel like I'm making a super big switch. And that's the idea, right? We want it to feel the path of least resistance. Maybe for you, it's adding an extra vegetable side dish. Maybe for you, it's, you know, swapping out dairy cheese on your pizza for avocado after it's baked. Maybe it's, you know, just reading the ingredients on some of the snacks that you eat and trying to pick snacks that don't have the added milk fats and and dairy that's in a lot of processed foods. And, 
you know, a lot of times people will say to me, and it really kind of stems off of what you were saying about they're eating, they're eating a lot of the junk foods and they don't feel very good. I also get the, I feel like I'm hungry all the time. And that really comes from a lot of conditioning on what we should be eating. You know, I have clients that come to me and they'll say, I ate fruit for breakfast and I ate a salad for lunch and I'm starving all day. And I was like, well, can you pair oats with your fruit in the morning? Can you pair a baked sweet potato with your salad? You know, I, I think we're, as a society, we tend to be very keen on these low calorie meals and we're missing a lot of the nutrients when we go from standard American to vegan, because we aren't eating the starchy, you know, foods that are going to fill us up those foods that are going to give us that energy and give us that nutrition and give us the, the whole experience of a meal. And, you know, some of my favorite meals are brown rice, black beans, store-bought pico de gallo and store-bought guacamole. It doesn't have to be difficult. It just needs to be intentional. And, you know, when people ask what they can do to get started, really look at where you can add more plants. Can you grab an apple instead of the bags of snacks in the middle of the afternoon? Can you swap out your, like I said, dairy creamers, your, your animal-based broths and stocks for a more vegetable or mushroom-based veggie broth or, or stock? Mm. Great, great tips. Thank you. So you've actually written three cookbooks. So could you perhaps give some tips about sort of what kind of simple recipe ideas um, someone could sort of get started with, you know, particularly if someone's really busy, maybe they've got family, you know, kids at home and they're already feeling a little bit overwhelmed in the kitchen. Um, Maybe two or three kind of simple recipe ideas that you could give them to sort of help them get started. Absolutely. My, I can even tell you what I eat in a day and it's really simple. And you guys, I am a busy person. I run my, I run veg inspired full-time by myself and I'm, I've authored three cookbooks. I travel the United States. So I'm always vacation planning. You know, that's kind of my life is it's like a vacation, but I work from the RV. And so I'm busy. I have a small kitchen. I don't have a lot of time to really get into this. And so I've established some routines around food that I think can be really helpful. And I always start my day with oats and, and fruit, whether it's overnight oats, whether it's an oat and chia pudding mix, whether it's our, our easy oat bowls, which is in I think it's our second cookbook. I always forget which book we put it in, but it's really simple. You just take old fashioned rolled oats and some non non non-dairy plant milk, a little drizzle of maple syrup or date syrup, and that kind of sweetens everything up. And then I throw in a tablespoon of ground flax just to get those healthy fats and some either frozen or fresh berries. And I just let it sit on the counter for an hour, hour and a half, maybe even two hours, depending on if I use frozen berries to let those berries thaw. And then I just eat it. It's, you can add a little cinnamon, you can add a little vanilla, you can add other spice blends that you might like, maybe cardamom or maybe more maple syrup. And it's just easy. It comes together. Well, if you're busy in the morning, you can throw it together, throw it in your lunch bag and then eat it at your desk. I used to do that all the time when I worked outside the home before we traveled in the RV. And so it really, not that I recommend eating at your desk, but I know the reality of the situation is people do that. So these are tips to, to kind of make that happen. And then for lunch, I always have a starch and salad. So whether it's 
whole, uh, whole grain brown rice, whether it's a uh, baked sweet potato, white potatoes that have either been boiled or baked or another grain quinoa, something like that alongside of a really big, fresh salad. Now, some tips to pack that salad ahead of time, just get that lettuce home and wash it or buy it pre-washed. And then you can put them in Mason jars. So you can actually take your lettuce and put it in a Mason jar. So you know exactly how much you're going to have. And then you can pack all the vegetables that you want on top of it and make a couple of them for the week. And then they're done. They're good. You know what you're having. You can whip up a quick dressing. I don't even mix my dressings anymore. I just take seasoned rice vinegar and drizzle it on my salad and then tahini, which is a sesame paste. And then I usually add some spices. So that's an easy lunch. I can eat, I can eat the sweet potatoes warm. I can eat the white potatoes warm. I can eat them cold. Um, I typically heat my rice, but I can eat my quinoa cold. There's other grains that you can eat cold. So it really kind of lends itself to this on the go lunch. I do take a lunch break, but that's sometimes I'm doing other things. And so my salad and my, and my bowl, I can just sit down and eat it and be very intentional and be energized for the rest of the day. And before I was eating this way, I would get home from work at four or five o'clock and I would be hangry. I'd be frustrated in the kitchen. Everybody wants to know what's for dinner. And I'm like, I don't know what's for dinner. Let's just go out. And it was, this creates this cycle of, of chaos. So now I'm energized from my lunch and I'm ready to make dinner. And my dinners are usually simple. Some of my 30 minute meals, I might do a quick soup. I might do um, a noodle bowl where you just simply um, cook the noodles according to the package. I like to use the brown rice noodles and then mix in all these fresh veggies, carrots, edamame, cabbage, avocado. Uh, what else do I put in there? baked tofu. Sometimes I'll bake tofu to put in there. And then I mix it with like a yummy teriyaki style sauce and it can be served warm, cold, however you want it. My burrito bowl that I was talking about, I love just brown rice and black beans right out of the can, just rinse them and dump them on there. Uh, some pico de gallo, some guacamole or avocado. You can add in some shredded lettuce. You can add in some corn and you can make these, these meals or these bowls as simple or as or as complex as you want. If you've got more time, maybe you cook up some fajita vegetables. If you don't, then maybe you just eat a simple rice and veggie bowl. Great. Thank you. So it doesn't need to be complicated. It's kind of, yeah, lots of easy, simple kind of throw it together ideas there. And I love your idea about the salad in the mason jar, just to kind of prepare it ahead of time. So you don't always have to feel that you have to prepare it then and there. Now, I know that you're also really into meal planning. So what are your top tips for people around meal planning when it comes to wanting to maximize your time? Absolutely. So one, when I, my number one tip for meal planning is to start with your schedule in mind. Don't plan a 90 minute recipe that you've never made on a day that you only have 15 minutes, like really be conscious of your schedule. Tip number two is be intentional during your meal planning time. If you set aside 30 minutes to meal plan, don't start at the beginning of the first cookbook and try and browse the cookbook, set aside other times. Maybe when you're watching, watching uh, TV at night, flipping through the cookbook and just putting sticky notes on recipes that you would like to try. Or when you're at the pool with your kids, just 
you know, flipping through the cookbooks and getting some inspiration, but meal planning time is when you are zoned in, you go to the recipe, you transfer it to your grocery list and you move on. It's not the time to be browsing. And people really, really come back to me and will say that tip changed the way that I meal plan because they were spending hours flipping through all these cookbooks from beginning to end, instead of saying, I need a soup recipe and going right to the soups. So really be very strategic and intentional with your meal planning time, because you can get sucked down a rabbit hole. And the next thing you know, you've spent five hours meal planning and you're like, I'm never doing that again. I'd rather fly by the seat of my pants. So, um, tip number one is to, to tap into your schedule. Tip number two is to be intentional and focused. And then tip number three is to really look at recipes and foods that you love. So if you're just starting out and you're like, you know what? I, my family loves lentils then how can you make some more lentil dishes so that you can, you can explore those flavors and textures in other ways? Maybe it's a lentil curry. Maybe it's a lentil burger. Maybe it's a lentil taco filling. Maybe it's a lentils added to your pasta sauce to make more of that high protein kind of meat style pasta sauce. So really looking at ways that you can leverage foods your family already likes. And, you know, I always tell people chickpeas were my favorite bean. I didn't love beans before we went plant-based. I, in fact, I still have some that I'm a little questionable on the texture, um, but chickpeas were my favorite. So we ate a lot of chickpea meals, chickpea tacos, chickpea gyros, chickpea curry. I mean, we just use chickpeas in place of the meat in a lot of meals and people will say, well, gosh, that doesn't sound like a lot of variety. Well, it's likely that you're not eating a lot of variety. Now you're just changing the way the chicken tastes every day, or you're changing the way that you use the, the other animal products. So it's, it's a very similar idea. It's just using different foods, different plant foods in place of the animal products. Mm -hmm. Great. Thank you. So I know from my own experience of being plant-based for quite a few years now that um, once you do kind of tell people that you're plant-based, suddenly everyone's very concerned that you're not getting enough protein and all the nutrients and everything. So how concerned are you about sort of balancing out your meals and what are your kind of go-to foods to make sure that you're getting in all the nutrition that you need? Absolutely. Well, I mentioned the ground flax. I always make sure that I eat some form of, um, omega three and omega six every day, walnuts, ground flax, chia, hemp seeds, something of that nature, those, you know, healthy fats. Um, as far as protein, I was really concerned in the beginning, um, coming from, you know, education background where we were told, you really needed meat for protein? You needed dairy for calcium? I was, that's, that's how I, grew up. That's what I taught when I was in school, when I was teaching school. So I just tracked my food. It wasn't fun. I don't love to track my food. I don't actually recommend it to most of my clients because it creates another chore around food and it just, you know, really stresses them out. But when you track your food, you can say, Oh, I see. I, when I ate these foods, these lentils and beans, two servings a day, I was higher. In, I just need to eat more of that. Oh, when I ate, you know, when I ate my broccoli, it actually increased my protein. Who knew, right? Because we weren't ever told broccoli has a lot of protein. We weren't ever told peas have a lot of protein. Spinach has a lot of protein. So when you start to think about all these foods that you're eating, all this variety, you're getting more than you think 
because we weren't told, we weren't taught that. So I just te- tell people, if you're really concerned, track your food for a couple of weeks, see how you're doing, see where you can make some modifications. And then the other big piece that I was concerned about with plant-based eating was eating a lot of carbs and starches as someone who yo-yo dieted my whole life. Carbs were one of those things that was always off limits. It was always lower your carbs. Carbs make you fat. Don't eat that way. And I read the starch solution by Dr. McDougall several times before really being able to comfortably put rice on my plate but that's how I've been eating the last two and a half years. And that's where I saw the most weight loss results was eating these high carb, low fat meals. So I always tell people like, I know what you've been told. I know what your beliefs are based on what you've been told, but I really encourage you to look outside the box and look at the results that people are getting when they're reducing processed foods, oily foods, high fat dairy, cholesterol laden animal products, and embracing more of these whole plant foods, the beans, the rices, the veggies, and just eating things a little bit differently. Mm. And do you add in sort of extra supplements as well on top of that? Uh, the only supplements that I take are B12 and every now and then I'll take a vitamin D, but the only way to really know if someone needs a needs supplements is a full blood panel. So I always encourage my clients to get that so that they know, you know, if they're having a lack of absorption of something, or if they're feeling kind of sleepy, it might be a, a low, you know, they might be low in, in something. Um, so I tend to really be intuitive on, on how I eat. And I also strive for 30 different vegetable foods or plant foods every week. Um, and that's really made me more aware of what, what I'm eating. It's made me more aware of eating variety and just enjoying things differently, Mm. enjoying foods differently. Great. Thank you. So if someone's interested about going plant-based, maybe they're already eating animal products and, but they've been thinking about it for a while and they're kind of ready to start taking the first few steps. Do you recommend that they do it gradually? Do you recommend that they dive straight in? Do you recommend that they start off with these more sort of processed vegan foods to help them transition? You know, how would you counsel them to go more plant-based? Absolutely. This is a great question. My advice, honestly, is to eat more of the whole plant foods they're already eating. If there are, if they're eating meat, starch, veg, or, you know, animal products with, you know, if they're kind of eating cleaner and they're, they're just trying to reduce the animal products or maybe the dairy, look at ways that they can use whole plant foods to give them common or similar textures and tastes. I, my reluctance on telling people to jump in with processed foods or some of the, the mock foods is a lot of times because they're so high in, in processed ingredients, if they're going from a clean eating, you know, they're eating clean animal products or mostly clean dairy. And it really kind of pulls them back into this processed foods. They may not feel good. And so then they're making out an illogical, I suppose, assumption of how vegan eating or plant-based eating can be. But if they are eating rice and a piece of meat and veggies, can they up their veggies and up, maybe eat some more rice or add beans to their plate to, to replace that animal product. And then 
you asked if I recommend gradual or all, you know, all in. And one of the things that I always caution people against is going into their pantry and just dumping everything out that's not plant-based and throwing it all away and then buying all these plant-based foods and then being stuck and overwhelmed and ordering takeout and trying to go back to their old ways. I have found personally that gradually and intentionally is so much easier and it really allows you to, to center around and lean into how you're feeling as you're eating. So when you eat that starch bean salad meal, how do you feel after? Are you noticing that you're more energized? Are you noticing that maybe your stomach doesn't hurt or you don't feel bloated? Are you noticing that you, you know, have more energy when you get home, that you, you just feel differently in your mind? Are you more productive? Are you, do you have more clarity when you're trying to do work in the afternoon versus if you were to eat like a cheeseburger and fries, you know, really thinking about how the food makes you feel. And that's, that's how I kind of counsel people into it is how can we make those changes that will be lasting habits, allowing you to get familiar with some of the foods and and the different ways to use the plant foods. Mm, Great. One final question. What would you say to someone who is feeling quite resistant about the idea of going plant-based? My advice to anybody who's, who's feeling resistant is to take it slow and give it, give it time. The, that exploration time of those whole plant meals for those first eight months in my journey was extremely eye-opening. And I wasn't, I mean, I still ate animal products when we went to restaurants and I still bought, you know, cheese and crackers to bring home and snack on. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't all in and what I found was tacos made with potatoes and sauces made with cashews and bean tacos and chili without meat. I found that all to be very enjoyable. And I started to feel lighter and cleaner. And as I tapped into how I was feeling, I couldn't really argue a reason why I shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Kathy, for all your wisdom and all the tips that you've given to the listeners today. If anyone wants to find out more about you and what you do, where can they find you online? Absolutely. So you can find me on veginspired.com or at veginspired on Instagram. And I'd love to offer your audience a free gift. I have a meal plan that's made up. If you are thinking about trying this, you have a family, it's just you, whoever it is, uh, it's seven recipes. The whole family will love. They're easy, familiar foods that everybody likes. You don't have to get a lot of weird ingredients and you can try some of those recipes and you can find that at veginspired.com slash podcast. So if you're interested in giving a, a, you know, giving some of my recipes a try or trying to incorporate some plant foods into your meals, maybe for meatless Monday or another day of the week, you can try them, check out the meal plan at veginspired.com slash podcast. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I'll be sure to put all those links in the show notes below. So thank you so much for your time. It's been a real pleasure having you on the show today. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And I hope everybody has a great day. Hey, quickly before you go, if this podcast has helped and inspired you in some way, then please jump over to iTunes and leave me an honest review. That way more people can find this show and be inspired too. I personally read every single review and your feedback is so encouraging to me. The second way you can help get the word out is to take a quick screenshot of this episode and share it in your Instagram stories. Tag me at Katherine Shelton Health and I'll share it right back. Thank you so much. God bless.
Until next time.